You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and start with our grateful moment. I'm going to start with my main girl, Keish, who's on the line today. Um, Keish, what are you grateful for this week? Girl, I'm grateful that my husband and I got to go out, okay, by ourselves without any little people around us. We went to a beautiful wedding in New York. It was immaculate. I was like, oh, this is what Black excellence is like. (laughs) But we were just so excited. We had to split the kids up because we have so many. But I was grateful that um, our family members were willing to do it. And we didn't run away. We came back to them. So I'm grateful. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, everyone. And especially our overseas fans. I am grateful for the whole team is back in town. Um, We're here um, doing this show. Appreciate that. And my daughter's going to graduate on Tuesday. So I'm grateful that this, this is the first time the school is having a graduation other than Saturday for 25 years. So I thank God for the opportunity. Nice. And congrats again. I know we say it every week, but congrats to Sarai again. And Evan, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful that I had a good, um, I just had a good overall week. My brother came to town, uh, saw him. Uh, unfortunately, so I do have a, a, something that, well, I'll put it like this. Here's, here's my, I'm grateful. Uh, my car got stolen this week. Uh, I don't live in the hood, but I got stolen out my driveway. Mm. But uh, I'm grateful that just by chance that day I had taken almost all my stuff out of the car. Just I was doing something. I never put it back in. So they took my car, but I got insurance for that, praise God. Mm-hmm. And I, no one was hurt and nothing that was valuable to me was taken. Wow. I really hope they're not starting. I know a few years ago... Uh, where we lived, there was like a string of like people breaking into cars um, maybe like four years ago. So I hope we're not back in that cycle. Um, I really don't want to have to cut people, you know, like I'm trying to be a good woman. That's when the lawyer needs a lawyer. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, a, like a new 30 for 30 scene. Um, so I am grateful for Memorial Weekend. Like, I'm just happy for the day off. I'm going to keep it real. Um, I'm glad it's a Monday. Lord knows I needed a break from work. There's a whole lot of things going on there internally, legal-wise. And so I'm just grateful for the day off. I'm going to just keep it as simple as that. So let's jump right into our show. And we, this episode, we're going to talk about the teens in the East. We are in the heat of round one. Uh, We have one series that is complete, um, a couple of games on today. And so we are well on our way to finding out who is going to the second round. So we're going to start this conversation with the Bucks in the heat, the Bucks. Swept out the heat yesterday, 4-0. It wasn't even close. Um, so I just wanted to get the team's thoughts on that series. Uh, what did you see from the Bucks that you think will translate good as they move forward? Any adjust? Well, adjustments have to be made for the heat. 
what do you think the Heat can do to be competitive next season, or do you think they're just done? I just want to say I hope uh, Jimmy Butler uh, learned his lesson about disrespecting the process. And I'm glad that Giannis learned him, showed him how to thrust the process on his way out the playoffs. I hope he gets up at 3 a.m. in the morning and keeps wasting his old body away. Thrust the process. I mean, so, so I mean, tell the listeners how you really feel about Jimmy because, you know. So I'm going to say this. Miami, Paul Kawhi, you know, <laughs> send him some pictures, you know, talk to his uncle because – the, the disgusting thing is I saw a stat for ESPN put out. They had Embiid number, I think, 15, and Bam number 14. So they stated that Bam is a better, younger player than Embiid. So they had this year under 25. When we spoke about that on the, on the list, they had Embiid behind Bam, literally. So you have to trust that process or thrust that process. This is inconceivable. Two, Butler, yes, Miami is great, but you should have stayed in Philly. <laughs> you, they, your team is not that good. You're a bubble team. And that shows me most of these bubble teams are not showing out as they usually they, they did in the bubble during this current playoff scene. So, number one, they need a better big man. Bam is not a true center. He's like a, a forward slash rebounder. So, they need a big man, too, and they need a, a, um, another slasher. They have all these shooters. The problem with shooters is you live by the three, you die by the three. Milwaukee is a long team, and the best thing they did was pick up Drew Holiday. If they kept their mouth shut, they would have had um, um, Ben Dog. What's his name? The guy played for Atlanta? Um, ben Donovich. Ben They would have been even more lethal, right? And less of a headache for us Knicks. But that, so Milwaukee's on the path. I believe they're going to be, they're going to play, who are they going to play? They're going to play. The they're going to play Brooklyn. Nets. Brooklyn. That's going to be a good series. That's going to be a good series. So Miami, go call the Heat. Go call um, Kawhi. Your lineup is old. <laughs> it, it, it's a wrap. The bubble is popped. Disneyland, you're not going. Congratulations. That is facts, though. Um, my dad was talking, we were talking about this game, and he was like, you know, before they started, he was like, yeah, the Heat, they play old school basketball, you know, they're pretty good. I was like, yeah, I don't know, Dad, if they're going to be able to keep up with the Bucks because I don't know. They, they just seem to adjust each and every game whatever quick fixes they made it Miami didn't have any answers for it and I just felt bad poor things but next year <laughs> they'll get another trial but yeah I want to see them I'm excited to see them play Brooklyn yeah I never seen a team take a further step back um they had all the momentum coming out the bubble as Phil was stating um going into the playoffs they had some good momentum it's embarrassing for them to get swept like this. Miami usually plays good at home, if anything. Um, but we got to give out the props and respect to Milwaukee. They made the proper adjustments. Uh, we're not we're not criticizing uh, the Greek freak for his playoff performance this year. So he's made improvements, which is good. He had like 15 assists the last game or something like that, which is ridiculous. He's learning to trust his teammates. Um, uh, he's putting the ball in the right people's hands. They have an identity now. Remember last year we talked about the lack of toughness as a team and what they did, they added, um, they must've heard our podcast, by the way. So they added, um, <laughs> they added uh, Tucker and they added Drew Holiday. 
which are very gritty defenders, and they gave their team a better identity. So Greek doesn't have to be the bully. He don't have to be the tough guy. He don't have to be the scorer. He don't have to do all everything and all things anymore. So a shout out to Milwaukee for making improvements in the Heat. That's embarrassing. Oh, it's D Wade's fault. <laughs> I would say one thing to your point, um, Kelvin, about teams that fell out like after their finals appearance. The Sixers had a terrible bounce back year after they lost to the Lakers. They were just horrendous. But I'd I'd also say I, I do find it fascinating. At the end of the season, there are two teams everyone was talking about. Oh, no one wants to play them in the in the first round. No one wants to play them in the playoffs. That was the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Now, I'm not saying the New York Knicks series against the Hawks is over, but I do find it fascinating that uh, both teams aren't aren't dominating the way that sports analysts are trying to make us believe. Particularly when Stephen A. Smith, who was being a complete homer with the Knicks, said he think they could beat the Nets. My, my goodness. I mean, let the record reflect the next series is 2-1 and not 4-0 or 3-1. So, like, let's just calm down a little bit, Evan, okay? Like, let, let's bring that back. Bring that back. Um, and I think you guys said everything. I got to give Milwaukee props. I think this playoff really exposed Miami. Um, you know, we were, like, so hyping – for a couple of teams last year that was in the bubble, Phoenix being one of the hottest teams, Phil, I'm sure he'll have his moments later on. Um, but we're seeing that, uh, yeah, that bubble play was quite different than regular playoff play. And it further bolsters my argument that last year's championship was a floozy. And I don't care what anyone says. So I'm going to just end it off like that. Um, let us move over to New York and Boston. So that series is 2-1. Um, New York is up. Brooklyn is up, that is. And Tatum had a really strong game three. He scored 50 points, put the team on his back to win by um, only six. So I wanted to hear the team's thoughts about that. Are we going to expect to see Tatum dropping 50 for the rest of this series? to give his team a chance? What are you seeing from Brooklyn, et cetera? I mean, you know, you said it completely. Um, can Tatum average 54 a series? Now, granted, they don't have Jalen Brown. I think it would be a, a much more competitive series, not a, not necessarily not a win for Boston, but much more competitive series if, if Jalen Brown was able to play. Um, but, you know, I, I'm taking some notice of, of Tatum, right? I mean. We constantly talk about Tatum as potential. Like, we, I mean, and Tatum has potential to be uh, uh, MVP. He has potential to be a championship, uh, 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 the, the crown jewel of a championship roster. But he's going to have to, you know, you remember early Kobe, he would go through these spurts where he had these great moments, but then he would regress. Tatum has to find some consistency because sometimes Tatum just forces bad shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Brooklyn is, is you know, that right now they are the, the class of the East. Um, it's going to be hard to beat them no matter who plays them. Um, but um, uh, I'm interested to see what happens in game uh, four to see how Brooklyn responds to uh, this past game. It's over. Like I said, gentlemen Sweet, the last podcast episode, it's a wrap. Like, like Evan said, Tatum is inconsistent. He throws things up. He, he, he doesn't set his feet properly to make sure his, you know, follow through. He just throws things up. Jaden Brown's not there to help him out. Um, Walker's smart. 
Um, I think he's out after this year. Um, uh, it, it's it's the team is just barely on his on his last leg. They they it's a, they need either a new coach, a new voice, or, or a, a veteran big man, not um, Coley Thomas. Was they uh, Tristan Thomas, uh, the Kardashian guy? We don't need they don't need him. They need a real somebody who can help them out because LeBron is not coming through that door. They 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 scared out Kyrie. <laughs> the team is a wash. So new coaching probably next year. And yep, like I said, the Kardashian curse <laughs> lives I on. I mean, Brad Stevens ain't going nowhere. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. They they, tie, they they say they tired hearing his voice. That's what the rumors are. And Devin Booker, we didn't get there. You stay away from the Kardashian, Chloe. That's the curse. It's already too late. Like they, <laughs> he, he was dating, I think, Kylie. I don't know. Yeah, Kylie or the other one. I just think they leave these boys alone. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, we went, we got to stay on focus. My ADD kicked in. <laughs> it's a it's a wrap, genuine gentleman sweep for the Brooklyn, um, and they're going to the next round. You, you know what? I, I just find it strange that that uh, I find it very strange that uh, when we talk about a two one series, um, New York versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, it's nothing to panic about. But all of a sudden, two-one series Brooklyn versus Celtics, it's a sweep. I just want to give Boston some credit. Um, they played well. This boy put up fifty. But the thing that's concerning me is Durant put up forty-one and James Harden put up thirty-nine. So they had good and games. And where was Kyrie? Kyrie had sixteen. Everybody's not gonna put up forty. So with that, those numbers tell show me. I didn't watch the game, but the, the numbers show me that. Offense was flowing. They just it wasn't, wasn't getting stops. It wasn't. Uh, 41 points and 39 points? That's, I mean, that's first of all, you can't count KD's points. Period. Oh, 41? You can't. You can always KD, count 41. KD is going to give you a solid 35 to 44. Like, that's yeah, he didn't, he didn't even average four, He didn't even average 30 points this year. 41 points is, is a big deal. He That's a lot of points in the playoffs. Like, no, it is. No, what, what I'm saying is you count those points. So it, when I say you can't count KD, you know KD is going to put up numbers is all I'm saying. All right. right? I, I, that's, that's fine. That's fine. What I'm saying is this, though. They had a good game offensively. I'm just worried about them stopping somebody because last time I checked, Tatum was a small forward just like Durant was. So that 50 might have been on your boy's head. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So the, it the Nets... wasn't, the, okay. ne- <laughs> the Nets need to be careful because the Nets right now, they they, they getting exposed too. I don't know if they defended well. I don't know how they're going to play on the road. And Evan made a good point. We got to see how they bounce back when they have some type of, um, uh, some type of setback. We're going to see how they look today. I think the main thing is attitude. I'm not... I'm cool if Brooklyn continues to play together. We know what we can expect from the quote-unquote big three. But if any of them get in their little selfish petty bag or have an <laughs> get an attitude, they can easily lose this. Yeah. No. And and that's, that's big facts. Mm-hmm. So from what I've seen from the game, like they put up Harden and KD put up the numbers they put up, but they missed a lot of shots. Like offensively for them, Brooklyn's ceiling 
just because they're not performing at it, they struggled in game one, too. Um, Brooklyn's offensive ceiling is like astronomical, right? So people look at these numbers in a vacuum, like, oh, he had 41, he had 39, they scored 100 and what, I don't know what 100 said, I don't remember what the score was, but they have some work to do. They still struggled a bit offensively. They missed a lot of shots. And I guess what concerns me for the Celtics is, we had this monster performance and you guys only won by two field goals. I mean, hear me field goals. I'm thinking football, um, you know, two baskets. And so I don't know, like he said, unless there's like this big falling apart that happens between the three guys, I just don't, I just don't see Boston coming out. And then what I have noticed about Tatum, because he had a couple of 40-point games in the last couple of weeks, what he does after big performances, he comes out like MJ the next game, and he's throwing any and everything up. And that's usually what causes Boston to lose um, the next game after a big game. So I'm curious to see what they do. Of course, I have confidence in my team. Um, and my second team let me make that clear for our listeners thank you um, <laughs> but uh I, i'm not huh what like you the said? hierarchy and the prioritization of teams at least i now know who you were going for if it comes down to it <laughs> yes yes um so we'll see but the nets have this the nets got this Hold All on, right. let, me, let me make this clear real quick oh, God. make this clear real quick make this uh-huh. clear there's no no shots I think everybody believes the Nets will come out this series. I, I believe the Nets will come out the series. But only thing I'm looking at is the is the series ahead. And yes. what they're showing, the vulnerabilities they're showing on the road is kind of scary for me. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. No, the, look, Brooklyn would definitely have to make big adjustments to face Milwaukee. So I'm with you on that. Um, so we shall see. Let us go on to Philly, Washington. That series is 3-0 Philly. That series hasn't even been close since the first quarter in game one, honestly. Like, we're just keeping it real. So what do we – well, I guess the question should be is will Philly sweep? Because now this isn't even a question of whether this series will be competitive. And um, what do you see from Philly? And what are we expecting from Westbrook in game four, which I think is maybe tomorrow or Tuesday? Well, uh, you know, the number, the number one team in the East, <laughs> the number one team in the East, <clears throat> the number one team in the East is doing what they're supposed to do. You know, we have 3 0. And I think somebody said this before that everybody was saying that, you know, not everybody, but people were saying that they were worried about Washington because they were hot coming into the playoffs and this, that, and the third. But honestly, all jokes aside, I feel like that Sixers are just doing what they're supposed to do. We like, we better than them than a lot of positions. We're bigger than them. Um, so we just beating them with depth. We beat them with height. We beat them with physicality. And honestly, we got the best player on the floor, um, MVP. Um, MVB. So I think we just do what we're supposed to do. And I think we will sweep. We should sweep. Hopefully we do sweep. 
Yeah, I was going to say, this is just a business deal. This is just, you know, and I appreciate this. I, I like a non-drama first round matchup because lo and behold, Kevin and I would be, would be killing our team right now if this was a 2-2 series. Like, man, we, we're not built to go any further. This is, this is all the watch. Just blow it all up. But, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. What I've appreciated in this series is the emergence of Tyrese Maxey because Shake Milton isn't getting it. Uh, he needs to be dealt in the offseason. He needs to go somewhere else. Uh, Tyrese Maxey needs to get all of his minutes. Uh, he, he, the young boys come to play. So I appreciate that. Um, and I would also say that I do like the way the Sixers are approaching this postseason. I think those losses um, to Toronto, to Boston, and the sweep to Boston put a different mindset in the Sixers. And I think they're really coming to try their best to win a championship. Mm-hmm. I would like to add, listen, Washington, if you could get one, one win out of this, Doc Rivers get confused, and you can make this the seventh time he lost a league. So let's get one win. <laughs> one win, and they'll get Hater. confused. <laughs> they get confused. Remember, um, Doc Rivers has lost seven leagues, a 3-1 and a 3-2 in the playoffs. So... If you could get one, you might confuse him. But in really, really, in reality, this is it's over. It's over. You, you, Embiid should be the MVP. You can't stop him. You can't stop. You can't thrust the process enough, Embiid. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is a wrap. Especially I, I, Westbrook is limping back. So right. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs>
I remember, um, I think it was Joaquim Noah, where they played in Miami, got ejected. Some white woman just came and just gave him the finger in his face and was yelling at him. And it's just kind of like fans feel as if athletes aren't people, they're superhumans, like slavery, and they are uh, whatever we do, we can poke them, we can prod them. Whenever we want to autograph, we can interrupt their meals. And so, I, and, and really, I think that's why Katie is the way he is. Katie's fighting, as much as we, we laugh and he gets annoying and sometimes needs to just chill, he's fighting to declare, I am a human being. I am not an object for your entertainment. That's what these athletes are going through. And so, I don't think there's any way you're going to get around this unless you just remove fans from the stadium, right? Because as long as there be fans, there be fans calling you the N-word, fans give you the middle finger, fans throwing popcorn on you, fans doing whatever. Because this is, this is rooted in uh, these people are less than, they're superhuman, they're beasts. And it goes back even to Ro- Roman gladiators, right? Spectators. I'm going to agree on that. And, and the simple fact, if we really want to uh, mitigate this situation, maybe alcohol needs to be removed, which we know is not going to happen. Because most of these fans, yeah, we know cash. Most of these fans are inebriated, right? And they don't know what's going on. If they did their passions, what happened to alcohol? It takes over your 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 sense, your conscious, your conscious, your your sense. I think it's an equilibrium. Is it an equilibrium that makes a uh, decision? Equilibrium is your balance. balance. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The cortex of your brain that makes the decision. Sorry, the cortex of your brain that makes the decision, and the and the alcohol actually makes the bypass that all senses bypass that so unless they're gonna get rid of alcohol the fans are gonna do the same thing so the punishments i agree with ban them ban them send them home right send them home and put that message out there you do not disrespect these planet these players majority what happens to is black players slave mentality so we really should uphold these bans and one take one step further if your city has more than one team like new york you know we have like six teams, you know, we have two basketball, two football, three hockey, a WNBA, ban them in every situation. Let them know we esports commissioner stand united. If you disrupt or do something out of the ordinary by the bylaws or go outside the bylaws, you're banned from every stadium and every event. Then they'll think twice. I think, and that's the thing, like with their thinking process, um, first of all, we know alcohol inflates cowards. So it's just, oh no, we're just having fun. Your type of fun is super disrespectful. Just like you all were saying, goes back to slavery because you're here for me. And I think who else said something about it? Uh, I think Kyrie, when he was talking about going back to Boston, talking about how racist it is there. Like we all know what the underlying tone is. And it's not, that's not something that can be you know, wiped away superficially. Mm-hmm. I think if you start charging people, <laughs> when you hit people in their pockets, then it's going to be different. It's like, all right, whatever. I don't have to go to the stadium. I'll watch it on TV. But if I find you, right, if you only bring home <laughs> 25, let's say 2,500 a month, but I'm going to find you a thousand, you'll think twice. You know what I'm saying? Hit people in their pockets. That's it. Simply. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm following everybody else. I echo everybody else. I, I, I kind of wish that uh, Westbrook could have got loose, yes. you know, because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, he said it best in his uh, post-game interview. He was like, you know, if I was in the streets, this guy wouldn't have had a heart to do that. 
So Damn. now, you know, he get all this confidence when he around all these people when you know I'm a whole 40, 40 steps away from you. You know what I'm saying? I got time to run away from you, but I kind of wish Westbrook got away because I, I think that would have ended differently. And I think somebody needs to be an example. Um, yep. Just like the Polish Rumble, that time with Indiana and, and Detroit. Yes. Um, that's the best. Yeah, that was Brian Artest and a throwback, you know. But I, honestly, I just think, you know, fans are getting too comfortable. Fans are, um, you know, it's, it's a deeper issue with how how invested we are watching these games, man, too. Uh, that's, that's a separate issue, too. Some of these guys, I mean, he just threw salt, salt in the wound. It was like, you're down. We're winning by 20. Westbrook is hurt. And you're still throwing popcorn. Like, it's just, it's not even logical at that point. You know, okay. what are you doing? Like, your team is winning. The guy is injured. Why are you throwing popcorn at him? You know, it's, it's just like, it's kind of devilish to me. Because it just it made no sense. So, you know, I think a lifetime banishment, like he said, hit him in the pockets. It make people think twice. I agree. And I'm just going to piggyback off of what he said. Punish them. And, and I even went further than just a fine. That is legally an assault. Right. So I would have not only kicked him out, suspend him indefinitely, have charges filed for mm-hmm. assault. Like, like it's like, you want to play stupid games? Okay. Yes. We are going to go ahead and you're going to win the stupid prizes that you exactly. desire. It is, <laughs> it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. At the end of the day, one thing about me, like I'll make fun of players like generally or whatever, but to disrespect a player, putting your hands on them, throwing things at them, spitting on them like the i mean this is just disgusting mm-hmm. disgusting and that kind of leads us into uh our next fan situation with the hawks and Knicks game in game two a fan spit on trey young now i know a lot of tensions were high from game one trey hit that game winning floater he shushed the crowd i think he was even talking trash a little bit after the game and so new york fans being who they are (laughs) new york nick fans very passionate they were upset but there is no absolutely no space for you opening your mouth and spitting on another individual so what are you guys thoughts on on that because that was even i mean the popcorn was bad for me like that was bad enough for me i thought this was just outright disgusting and it's still COVID. You exactly. spit on people. <laughs> Facts. Sir, Facts. You, if you spit on anybody, you should have a bulletproof vest on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you cannot expect, I don't know what people, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to go further because I don't want our show to get banned. Right. But just don't, <laughs> just do not spit on people. Is that considered assault too? I have to. It, it definitely it is. To be. It definitely is. I, I actually had a couple of cases where the assault was spitting on the other person. It's disgusting. You know, that's like biological warfare. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather you open hand slap me than spit on me. Just so open hand slap me. Don't spit on me. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's ultimate science show of just disrespect. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's goes back to Kevin's point. At the end of the day, it's just a game. It's just a game. Like 
And then, and, then, and number two, this is what they say lower class people do in the stands, not the high class people down the bottom. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you make a good point, Evan, because he, he was right behind him. So he had those 20, $25,000 seats because that's how much tickets go for MSG on the floor. And look at how you're acting. Mm-hmm. Like an animal. It was right. dis- disgusting. I, I, Trey, uh, Trey said he didn't notice, but the lady, you know, the lady below should have socked him if she had noticed. And then Trey should have pressed charges. You don't let him get away with that. You know, <laughs> don't give him that privilege. You should have pressed charges. Let him spend a couple of days in jail. His pockets may be deep because where he's sitting, uh, you know, hit him with the fine, ban him, spend a couple of days in jail and let him know. At the end of the day, it's a game. Win or lose, but he, and you know what I noticed too. Betting, um, betting is are now allowed now allowed in sports in the U.S. sports, mm-hmm. and that's going to pose a bigger problem. Maybe we have a discussion about that, but that's going to pose a bigger problem because now people have money on the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bet their house, and they're going to get frustrated, and they're going to take on the player, and the player, unbeknownst to the player, he don't know what's going on in your life. He just come and do his job, but spitting, it's a wrap jail time and then take him out in the back of the of the msg and pound his face <laughs> seriously yeah self-defense and i think that too this, i mean this really this episode this topic really needs its own episode because it, there's so many layers to it because it's not just professional yes. athletes like like quiche kel because your athletic ability you guys went to certain schools yes. and you, at free education Mm-hmm. But it was all like it, there's this constant tension. So one, if if Westbrook got into the fans, the story would not be the fans with popcorn. The story oh. would be Westbrook is out of control. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah, because uh, remember Marcus Smart when he was Oklahoma, a fan called the N word, he snapped on him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, his draft draft stock started to slide. Now Marcus Smart would end up not be really a, a, a like a elite player, but he has elite defense, whatever. But you know mm-hmm. these these individuals. And I think black players in a, in a tough spot, right? Because yeah. if you play the game, if you smile for the cameras, your life is set afterwards. You'll get a, a nice cushy job. Even Division One athletes end up sometimes getting these mm-hmm. nice jobs that their qualifications don't necessarily prepare them for because they were athletes. Mm-hmm. People look out for them. People give them these opportunities. So it's Absolutely. like you really can't stand up for your humanity because if you do it too much, then they will deny you opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the deeper issue that's underlying this whole this whole thing that black players don't want to press charges like Trey because you have to play the game because 10, 15 years down the line, you're going to need the opportunity. People will hold those things against you, unfortunately, just for declaring I am a man. You want to know, I just want to hit something you mentioned. I feel like even black people just stepping out of sports alone black people not wanting to press charges is like an ideological thing it's not even just uh i'm gonna let it go it's almost like it's okay he had a bad day you know let's not take it any further we are always the first one handing out passes for disgusting racist behavior Mm -hmm. and i'm just so sick of it and that's why people feel empowered to act in a manner in which they act because they know we're going to be the first one hugging 
you know, an officer that was found guilty in the courtroom, a black judge. We're going to be the first one, the bird watcher in New York, um, the park bird situation where she called the cops on that black man, the first one to forgive them. That same woman is now filing charges talking about she felt um, that she was like racially profiled. Like, I, <laughs> I, ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm just like, what? We got so that's an ideological thing, and I agree with Evan. This conversation is so much yes. deeper than the act. There's like so much underlying that affects this whole discourse. That's crazy. I'll forgive Bless. you on your way to jail. Like I'll forgive you while I'll even pray for you while I'm filling out this paperwork. Exactly. Oh, you going to jail? <laughs> exactly. The, the, the last thing, the last thing I'll probably add to this conversation is just that. You know, where's the decent human behavior going in the stands, man? Like, I, I, I just, the ball has been dropped for humanity, man. Like, if I see somebody spitting on another person, man, that's a person right there. Mm-hmm. You know, check that person, man, on your row. You know, if you spit, if you spit around me and next to me or past my ear, you disrespected me too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the humanity part of this is just, it's just outrageous, man. We just let things go in the, we're in a situation now. We just want to record everything that happens. Nobody's saying nothing. We got to do better, man. People got to yeah. do better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's just um, end this segment off and talk about the actual series, not the idiotic things that fans are doing. Um, the Knicks and the Hawks. The Hawks are up 2-1. They're in Atlanta today playing game four. Um what are your guys' thoughts about the series? Where do you see this heading? I am afraid. I am very afraid. If you heard the bonus episode, my whole thing was that I was afraid of Atlanta for a simple reason that they could shoot. They, they shoot the three, they shoot it well, and they're a talented team. We at the, Initially, at the whole playoff, we thought we got to see two superstars. We've seen one. Julius haven't showed up. Paul Rose, Derrick Rose is taking up the whole slack. I don't know how it's going to end. I want the Knicks to win. I want to believe it's going to go in seven. But as of now, we tape it early in the morning. By the time our fans hear this, you know the results of that game. If the Knicks do not win today, I believe it's going to be finished in, in, in six. I think they may get one more. I think it's going to be finished in six. But if they win today, go 2-2. Two, two, they need to win two in a row, literally. So I, I don't see it a good cause. I'm afraid of Trey Young. <laughs> the last game they played against Trey Young, it was because of his absence they lost. The other two wins we had during the regular season didn't count. They was under a different coach. So that gave me the whole Lipton's test that this Hawks team, the Knicks are evenly matched. The Hawks are more talented, but the Knicks are much more coached much better. But what thing Tibbs cannot do is force you to be calm, relax, and shoot. Yeah, I, I think key statement there is Tibbs is not Doc Rivers. Um, but I, I think a big thing is that, um, one, you know, this is Trey Young's first playoff series. So he's, he is establishing himself as a star in this league and, and trending towards a superstar status, depending how the rest he performs. You know, he he needs another another scoring mate. Uh, he needs his Clay Thompson, um, but so that's one. Two. This also exposes Julius Randle is not a superstar. 
I mean, I knew that going to the series, but it, it's, it reveals the fact that he needs another piece. R.J. Barrett is going to have to take a leap if the Knicks are going to go anywhere in the future. He's going to have to take a, a leap, become more dominant. I mean, um, so Randall, I think Randall as a second or third option on a championship team is realistic. Him as the number one option is just not. Uh, and Tibbs has to stop resurrecting the dead bulls and start building a franchise. Dude, where is all this Stephen A energy at from these Knicks fans, man? That was, was so hype, man, how nice the Knicks was, hottest team in basketball, man. The MIP Julius Randle, man. D Rose. We did not say they were no hottest team in basketball. Like, no, okay. Lately, lately, <laughs> lately. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Dion. Maybe you didn't say it. But it's a lot of energy, man. And I'm just, I'm just kind of sad, man. Like it's only 2-1, y'all. Like, cheer up, Phil. He's using words like afraid. <laughs> this dude was so confident. And, and Alec, Alan, Alan remembers this. This dude was talking about. Julius Randle's three-point percentage is going to, like, like that's the reason why they're going to win the series, man. You know, this, this dude, this dude is worried now, man. He is, he is acting like a baby today, man. And for, and Deion, save him, tag him in, do whatever you got to do, lawyer it up, doctor it up so you can make sense of all this. But Trey Young is cooking, y'all. Got y'all on the skillet. He got y'all here spitting on him, man. Like, what is going on out here in these streets? So shout out to ATL. ATL is smacking New York in the head, and I love it. <laughs> because y'all going to surely talk about my team when they get hit in the head. But y'all got two teams, I forgot. So <laughs> y'all okay. win anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you remind me of this Bill Cosby joke. And I know Bill Cosby has a history, but it's still a good joke where he got hit by a snowball, a slush ball from a guy named Junior Barnes. And he got a snowball, he put it in his freezer, he kept it there, waited for a hot summer day to hit him back. He went, to the, he went into the house to get the snowball, his mom threw it away. So Junior Barnes was sitting outside on the, on the porch, he was so mad, he just said, I'm, I just spit on him, and ran away. So, I mean, that's it. I mean, Trey, you're right, Trey has beat them so bad, they, the fans can resort to nothing but to say, you know, I'm just going to spit on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't got nothing for Trey Young, right? Like, I like I can't even doctor that up. I can't make that any better. We don't have anything for Trey Young and Randall. Now, regardless of whether you think he's a superstar or not, that really don't bother me. But he has played so dismal in this series. Like, I don't know what he's doing. He's back to the Randall spin. Remember we spoke about this last year where he does that stupid spin in the lane. I mean, he is just not showing up. But despite it all, I'm still rocking with my team. Shout out to D Rose. Like forget all the bad things that y'all want to talk about the Knicks. Let's talk about Derrick Rose. How he's he's literally putting the team on his on his back, right? Big buckets facilitating the offense he's out there playing with heart he's playing god knows how many minutes a night almost 40 minutes a night and he is like the perfect redemption story so my motivation for the Knicks you know for pushing my team through is obviously I want the Knicks to do well but there is no basketball fan that I know 
that don't want to see D Rose, you know, get all his flowers and to excel at a high level. And he has been giving us, I don't want to say vintage because he told people off like this ain't vintage D Rose. Like this is who I am. But man, shout out to D Rose. That is a bright spot in this series for me. I feel like they come out aggressive today. I think we have a good chance to tie it. Um, and I'm still rooting for these boys. No bright spots. No bright spots. Are you kidding me? <laughs> D, D Rose is getting fried by Trey Young. <laughs> like Rose what are you too. About? But he's getting D fried. Is doing, he's the point. He's isn't he the doing... point guard? Is he is aren't they both point guards? Listen. One point guard is frying the other point guard. <laughs> and we trying to we trying to D make this thing. <laughs> Rose is doing That's the best. Kelvin, we was doing so well. <laughs> that he can and, and you want to know what Kelvin Kelvin was the same one on the last episode, <laughs> listeners, and you can quote me on this. I love D like, Rose. D Rose, this is a story of redemption. Like I thought he was Morgan Freeman giving a background <laughs> on this guy. Now hey, all please, of a sudden ain't no bright spots. Get out tips, of here, Kelvin. Tips, tips, please oh, get your boy D-Roll off of him. I love D-Rose, but it ain't looking good for him trying to guard that brother. It ain't oh, looking good for him. Stay God. away from that guy. Trey's <laughs> hot right now. Trey's hot. The Trey is too hot. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I mean... We can't really argue that Trey Trey is doing what needs to be done. We don't have an answer for him. We're not stopping him. He's getting his points. He's getting his assists. He's facilitating. I mean, he's he. I mean, yeah, yeah. But we come out aggressive today, and hopefully next week I can say that we have wrapped the series up. You know, I'm still praying, keeping hope alive. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.